you are looking live. Hey guys, it's the Bloominati Podcast. Everyone, oh, no, 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 that sounds doing? really weird. Louder, louder. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> uh, we are live at the attic in downtown Tampa. Which, uh, if you have never been here, is a fantastic and wonderful coffee and beer bar. Good food, good booze, uh, and like a great location. Uh, Tampa Bay Waves downstairs. They do great work in this town, and that's how partially how we ended up here tonight. So we're off. Rise and fire. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us in addition to the normal Nate Bond, former USF quarterback, Stephen Bench. Steve, as asked for a moment at the beginning of this podcast. Well... Asking for a moment is, is an interesting way to put it, but <laughs> I have this moment. And I guess what has blown me away is the amount of negativity, and obviously I get most of my reaction from fans on Twitter, but the negativity bet- behind how this week is going to be. I mean, it, it's the UCF game. It is – I mean, the winner goes to the championship – you know, you end up in the championship, you screw around and win that. Whether we're one loss or no losses, we're going, we have a chance to be in a New Year's Six Bowl, like it or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything except for the perfect record is still on the table, including beating a UCF team that thinks they can beat us. I mean, it makes it even that much better. So when you're looking at, it, at, at everything, you want to be super negative because, oh, UCF looks so good. They put up a bunch of points and blah, blah, blah. They gave up 20-something to Austin P in the first half. Oh. All right? They have pl- That's what I was asking before this started. They have plenty of players that were on the 0-12 team, and I was on the field for that game mm-hmm. when we beat them, what, 44-3, you said? Yeah. Look, those players weren't good. They were not. They were not, they were not good players. And – I understand UCF is playing very good. USF is not playing as good as they should. I completely get it. I under like I understand the spread. All that stuff makes sense to me. But I promise you, USF has better players than UCF. Preach. That's that's just a hundred percent the truth. Now, how they play on Saturday could be a completely different thing. How they play as as a team could be a completely different thing. Going on the road is different. Like all those things play a part. But I promise, our best versus their best, we win every single time. Wow. Y'all let them know. Big statements here. Big statements. Facts. Facts only. Facts only. Facts only. Facts only. Preach from your seat, brother. Facts only. I don't don't know if that was rallying the troops, but I gave y'all facts so you can take them how you want. So you think USF's best beats UCF's best. If both teams both teams play both teams play a perfect game, USF wins by two scores. Wow! Wow! Okay! Wow! But here is the thing: uh, we are ten games in. Ten. Right. Right. Now, now reality sets in. <laughs> We're ten games in, <laughs> and we have not put together a complete game, start to finish. No nope. rebuttal. We better do it this weekend. <laughs> um, no, I, I completely, like I said, that's, that's part of what I was saying was that I completely understand. Um, but this game, name another game that we were excited for this year. Temple. Illinois? Temple? Temple, 100%. Yeah. For okay, and how'd that go? Crushed them. Not even close, right? Temple bad. I, I, I agree. They got, they've, they've gotten a little bit better. 
Yeah, but but I agree. They were switch, they yeah. were they they were bad. They're I mean UCF beat the fire out of them too. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the difference was between UCF. Like UCF beating them is super scary all of a sudden, but us beating them wasn't. Does that make sense? Like I, I don't I don't I don't understand. We we beat the we beat the hell out of a bad team, and so did they. But all of a sudden we have to play some. I literally saw a tweet today that said some USF is going to have to play perfect because UCF is so good. You know, in whatever order that was in, but I saw that tweet and that that makes no sense to me. Out like like just like I said, they beat Temple just as bad as we did. I mean, okay, you know, look at the score, out whatever you want to say, but we beat the hell out of Temple. Yeah. I, I mean, that was that was domination, and UCF beat the hell out of Temple. But for whatever reason, that game carried more weight than ours did. Like. And I, I understand. Like it's, I know you brought up the Temple game, but but it's the Memphis game. They go out and they punch Memphis in the mouth and beat them bad, and we squeak by Tulsa. They go out, they clean out their schedule. We give up fourth and twenty four, and then the scramble, and we and we lose at home. Yeah. So they put teams away. They seem to have a killer instinct that we don't have. Mackenzie Milton, straight up, kid's good. Yeah, Adrian no. Killens, frightening. Shaq Griffin, NFL player. Like I'm 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 hundred percent with it. I'm not saying don't don't get that bad player player thing twisted. They they have good players. Yeah. Like they're, they're not I'm not saying they don't they have good players that fit their system, all that stuff. Like I I hundred percent agree with that. But I uh, when you look at roster top to bottom, I promise we got we got better players. I promise. Best receiver on that field's gonna be MBS. I agree. I think so. Ooh. You disagree? Uh Trickle Smith's so Trickle Smith's really so good, but I think good. he gets better. To actually, to actually answer your question, a rebuttal of that is: this game means more in so many ways. Not just oh, we're playing UCF, or oh, we got to beat this team to go to the championship. I mean, that would be enough. Trust mm-hmm. me. But all of these things, we have New Year's Six on our side. We have the AAC championship. We have beating UCF. Period. All of those things make good players play good. You understand? Like, yeah. like they make talented players show their talents. And when, when you get a team in excited about something, like they, they, that whole goal of, of winning our first conference championship is real now. This isn't like, oh, well, we got to be patient and beat all these teams and blah, blah, blah. It's real. You win, you go to the championship. You lose, you don't. You, you know what I'm saying? This is this isn't like a we have to find something to get mad about like Temple or we have to find something to be excited about like Illinois because we're playing a Big Ten team stuff like that. You don't gotta you don't gotta go searching for anything to get get hyped for. So you don't have to go searching for saying maybe oh another team gets an extra day of practice or <laughs> that's you know, all, a that's team all, runs that's it in from the two yard line with four seconds left. You don't have to you don't have to manufacture excitement about this game is what you're telling me. <laughs> not not at all. Not at all, man. Uh, who, who, who said that? Frost today about the extra day? Yeah, literally every single player. Yeah. Every player and coach. Just. I mean, well, I mean, I mean that's, that's, that's fine. No, he is. He 100% is. I promise, it, it, with this being a Friday game, where they played Saturday, correct? Yeah. yeah. In Philly, yeah. Yeah, I, I promise. Uh, they, got a, they had to practice Sunday, too. And they're going to practice all this week and make it a normal week. Mm-hmm. You get a normal however many days before your game and you fit in a day off. But they, they are missing that day yeah, off. Their day they off will be, be Saturday. Saturday. Right, yeah. but that but that's yeah. what I'm, but that's what I'm saying yeah. is that he he is right to an extent. Now I understand they want to be pricks about it because they're UCF. Like, <laughs> get used to it. 
So, but here's the thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play devil's advocate. You believe in all this rah-rah stuff that you know that I think is just crap. And you go out there and you play. You have better players. You don't win. But you get that script. First 15 plays, generally scripted. Okay? Uh, yeah. You get that script. And that script goes. Halfback dive. Okay? okay. I would, I would, I'm outside zone. Okay. Uh, and then on third down, we're going to run inside zone. And then we're going to run. Like, no creativity. And Mitchell Wilcox sits there and goes, wait a minute, I'm going to be lined up. On our first 15 plays, I'm going to be lined up in the backfield 13 times trying to hit people when I should be out trying to catch passes or I should be in the slot. How much does that affect? Like you go, come on, man, when you see that script. So I think I think that you're, you're almost being – I'm not one to say this. You're almost being too hard on Gilbert because I don't think – a lot of some I don't think he's calling halfback dive after halfback dive I know you texted me earlier this year and said like over under two and a half RPOs uh, in, in whatever game it was right. and I promise you I, I'm, I don't want to say 75% but a majority I'm, I'm saying a majority mm. of those halfback dives that, that, that everyone raises hell about and you should I, I, I got you but a majority of them are RPOs that don't get thrown right. and so then like I was saying, comes the question. All right, if he's if he's gonna if he if he thinks he should give it, if Q is reading reading his read and he thinks he should give it, and you disagree with him, just tell him to throw it. Right. Just tell him to throw it and see what happens. Now I and 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 so the blame falls on the player and the coach. Okay. Or even but, have him pull it. Yeah. You know, like right, but that, but that's what I'm saying. But if, you, if 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 the read is 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 handoff or throw, and he's not and he's not. Throwing, then tell him if you think he should. If you think he should, you know what I mean. And and, and I'm not in the meetings. I, I'm not close enough to the to the program to know exactly what he's told and what he's reading. But I promise you, a majority of those inside runs are RPOs that yes. don't get thrown. There's an option to throw it. Sure. Well, we said that we said that all season yeah. that a lot of this is. But well, and and to be fair, Quentin has made sometimes some not great reads you know like we've seen it and we've gone god if he would just pull it in that spot right and and q q knows that i've 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 seen q knows when he when he really thinks he messed up a read like he he he's well aware of it but like i said if gilbert or you know and we're, we're all experts sitting out here but oh, if yeah. gilbert if gilbert thinks <laughs> if gilbert thinks he he should he should throw it then gilbert should tell him to throw it um but there's a lot of blame on Gilbert for calling it over and over and over again, and I don't think he's actually calling a dive over and over and over again. No. He's calling a play that includes a dive. <laughs> right. But then what you have Dernis Johnson, and you and I have talked about this. Most underused player on the team this year. 100%. The not guy is amazing. He's not even close. Everything. Dernis knows he's my guy. He he he. That kid. That kid's going to have some, you know, average year and drop in the in the, in the – uh, rankings for for his draft stock and all that and then he's going to go screw around and play 10 years in the league that guy Absolutely. can do it all Darius knows I think this about him I think everyone knows I, I think he's the best football player on the team because there's not something football related he can't do right special teams put him out there he can tackle block. he can block he can run he can catch he can throw I mean it's like booby miles yeah. um but he is the most underused guy on the team this year and I hate that for him um, but I'm also happy for Tice because he's been running hard like he always has, and he's been having a good year. You know, what I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy for Tice and 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 
I don't think they need to take away from Tice at all, but Tice but they need the to find a way to get Dearness the ball more. Tice fits the square peg they're trying to jam it in better than Dearness does. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I that's agree. but that's Dearness takes some creativity to get the ball. Yes, Dearness takes takes a little little creativity to get the ball. The wheel on the wheel. Just if if, get he, him if the Ernest weighed one hundred eighty pounds, he'd be a, he'd be the best receiver on the team. He'd be the slot receiver. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm I'm telling you. Um, but but Dearness is a special player. I, I I really believe that, and I think, you know, I think games like this are games that players like Dearness, whether he's on the field for ten plays or or seventy plays, mm-hmm. games like this are where Dearness separates himself. Right. I I, I believe that, and I believe Dearness will do that on Friday. Okay. All right, we'll see. So just, he's yeah. averaging four point three yards a carry this year, and it. But that's not what he does. It's not he what does so much more. Yes. And, but he's also a, a very good runner. That's he has nine, nine catches. Nine? Nine. That hurts, that hurts me to hear. He caught 28 of 30 balls last year, and he has nine receptions. Yeah. Oh, I, got, I, used to, I used to get to go in a two-minute drill with him because Mac was going with the ones. I obviously got to go with the twos, and I was like, you're going to give me this guy? Check down, <laughs> check down, check down. That was easy. Um, so let's we gotta I mean we do want we don't want to be here till like 9.30 so we should probably like keep it somewhat moving so let's recap the battle the the long drawn out battle with Tulsa that uh, just come on come on man so you're up 21-3 200 and how many yards of offense in the first quarter uh 229 yards um they averaged 11 yards per carry in the first quarter and 11 yards how, per carry. And then how many yards per play in the fourth quarter? I know this. You don't even have to look. It's 1.3. They went from 11 yards per carry to 1.3 yards per play in the fourth quarter. Because we all knew it was coming. There's six minutes left, and we see them dive bombing in the line three times and punt. And you're just going up 10, and they're dive bombing and punting. And you, I'm just, and we all said it in the press box. Like, they're going to try and win this game with defense. They're going to try and run it, run the clock, and kick it away. And Charlie's a defensive guy. I don't give a. I know, but but you got to think of the mindset that he's got. I, we're live, I, Colin. Remember, we're live. <laughs> we're yeah. live. Hot mic, hot mic moment. <laughs> Jesus. But like, I, I mean, I don't. At what point is a coach accountable for not using the players that he has? Isn't the point of a coach? to bring the most out of the talent that he has, not to have the talent fit what he does. If you're trying to win, if you're trying to put, isn't your job to put players in position to win? Isn't that the role? Isn't that literally what coach means? It is. I, I mean, I mean, and that that's, that's, I guess that's what I mean. You can't ask players to do what they can't do. Um, you got to know what they can't do, so you don't ask them to do it. Uh, I mean, every coach is different. Every coach is different. Uh, one thing I'll uh, <laughs> There's a lot of ego in coaching. Yes. There's a ton of ego in coaching, more than y'all will ever know, I promise. <laughs> but with that said, you got I'm I'm just telling you that's how these guys think, especially Charlie being the defensive guy he is, and the defense is playing good. You gotta understand I, I'm not saying he's calling the plays or anything like that. I don't think he even talks to the offense. Um but you know, he is the head of this team, including the coaches, and so, you know, if he walks by Gilbert and is like, you better run this out. I'm not sure Gilbert's going to be like, but I want to throw it. You know what I mean? And and, and so it should be. I think I think the staff as a whole is probably pretty conservative. I, I, I really do. And then that's that's what, you know, came back to bite them against Houston. I mean, I was, stand, I was standing there for it. 
we're playing for a field goal instead of a, instead of a touchdown, instead of the most points possible. Right. Um, and I, obviously, you you there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. The clock, I, I, I get it. There's a lot of stuff, but when you start, and my my dad says this, and I, I love it. But when you start coaching, things tend to go wrong. You know what I'm saying? Just just call stuff that works. If you score a touchdown, great. You, if you want to trust your defense that much, then trust them with a minute with with two fifty instead of one fifty on the clock or right. whatever it is, whatever it is. But but like I said, when you start coaching, you're like, oh, well, we need to score, but we also need to take clock down and all that stuff goes into it. You you almost just think yourself into into a frenzy, and 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 then you come up with the solution that we should run the clock out and kick a field goal because we have a good kicker and play defense. Um, that's never the solution, ever. I, I agree because you, you end up – what it comes down to is you, you are playing to not lose. And you, you – I, I don't – I mean, everyone's heard the sound bite, but you play to win the game. Safe as death. You play to win the game. And so if you're playing to – no one's ever said you play to not lose. Absolutely not. Okay? But I don't think this is a game where that – just like I, I, I think I texted Colin this before, like – I understand everyone feels like they we we mailed it in like we I mean like I I feel like we mailed it in uh, against Tulsa at, at the end I, I'm I'm with I'm with y'all on this but this isn't a game where you just make they're not gonna get ahead by four points and and mail it in it's just not gonna happen it's not gonna happen this week I don't think anyone needs to worry about it so USF gets a lead has a four point lead with two thirty to go. They get the ball on their own 20-yard line, and it's first 10. They can run out the clock, but UCF's got all three timeouts. Do you trust this offense to put to throw the ball, to take a chance, to go play action, to let Quentin make a play, to get the first down that you need to win this game? No. I don't. I trust that, And that's uh, Not trusting them is a whole separate issue than, than I guess, what's actually going on. I you, They've given you every reason not to trust them. That's not that's not my argument. Okay. You know what you know what I mean? I'm 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 blindly trusting them at this point. Yeah. We all and I understand. And I understand that I am. Right. But I also think that that's just not gonna happen um this week. Uh with that said, you know, are they gonna I don't know, the punter's tweeting out ridiculous nonsense now, like he I mean, hopefully they trust him to flip the fields and play defense if they choose to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so much that plays into, oh, we're going to run out the clock. Like, there's so much that goes into it. You really got to be confident what's going on. So. Hunter's Hunter's good. No, he is. There's no no doubt he's good. I don't know. No doubt he's good. Some Twitter. Interesting. Yeah. Good Um, What else did you see out there, Nate, that I – it's just fourth quarter. They had they ran thirteen plays and they had the ball for six minutes and ran thirteen plays. All right, they gained. What was the run pass? Was the run pass? Uh, eight five run. Okay. Um, they gained See, neg- that's, that's eight rushes. Okay. Negative three yards. I'm, now, but that's that's not good. That's not good. It's not great. Not great it's not. Bad. It is not great. Um, and you know. Eight Frank, five is not bad though for fourth quarter. But no. is that counting? Is that counting dropbacks? Because if if the scoring if the score see it as a pass play, it, there's a thing whether it's a, whether it's sack yardage or whether it's just rushing yardage lost or whatever. So yeah. not totally accurate in college, but anyway. Yes. Um, but oh dear lord, I just don't understand why this coaching staff 
refuses to hashtag let him cook. Like it's it's it it, it honestly blows my mind. And I asked Charlie in the, in the press conference. I said, "Was Thursday night was that was the offensive play calling championship caliber?" And he said, "Well, the first half was good, wasn't it?" I said, "Well, the first quarter was." And he kind of gave me the death stare and moved on. But it's I mean, right. let him give you the death stare. In the no. second half, no. USF gained eighty-two yards. So first quarter, 229. You Quinn Flowers, Jernis Johnson, Darius Tice, MVS, Salomon. All of these guys that can make plays. You are playing the second worst defense in college football. Bad. Oh, second so bad. worst in college football by S&P. 129 to 130. You get 82 goddamn yards. Sorry, we're alive, aren't we? I, I, okay. 82 <laughs> goddamn yards. I, I That is I, – Tell me how that's not abject failure. And then don't get up at a podium and say, oh, it was good in the first half. That's not good that's, enough. That's, that's not, only half the game. That's not good enough. That's not a good USF's game. men's basketball team was winning at halftime last night. That's Where's not, the – give us the put, trophy now. Put another trophy. That's we not, beat Indiana in Indiana. That's not, not at all an acceptable answer. I, I can agree with that 100%. Um, I think, and, you know, like Charlie's a separate issue, the, the coach staff. I think – my recap, my thoughts, and maybe I'm a sap because I was I was I was excited for those guys. Me too. Um, on senior night, and and maybe maybe it's because I I do you know stay in touch and care about care about all those guys. But that was an emotional night for a lot of guys that played a lot of football for USF, a lot of yeah. football, and and that was a, a a weird a different night, a different night, a weird night because it's their last game in Ray J. Um, or a senior night, or whatever. They've they've been through a lot, and they've they've played a lot, and it just we came out swinging. Tulsa was bad, guys. Tulsa was bad, <laughs> but I think it being an emotional night kind of just not changed the mindset. I, I don't want to say changed the mindset, but just affected things. Do you think it drained them? And that's that's usually what happens. You can either get too high or too low for a game, and 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 trust me, I've been. I, I remember in high school. Uh, I I got so excited for a game. I was like cramping because I was just jumping around the whole the whole <laughs> warm up, and um and you know I start cramping. I'm like, well, I've never cramped before. And I'm, well, and my coach was like, you were acting like an idiot before the game, <laughs> you know. And um and I, I I get that. And so that that emotion of even leading up to it, man, it's your last time in that hotel, your last pregame meal in Tampa. You, you, you'll get what I'm saying. Like, there is a lot of stuff leading up to it that will drain them. And not that that's any excuse, but it plays a part. It does play a part. Now, for the coaches? Emotion eh, is diving in the line. Right, yeah, yeah. Emotion is not calling those plays. Emotion is not calling those plays. But, but, but I also want to say this. I also – I almost forgot, and, and I apologize if I'm talking too much here. But, no, but that's why we we can't We can't sit here and, and – be as mad as we are at Gilbert because that I don't want anyone to lose fact of the sight or the sight of the fact that we had guys running open on several plays. Yeah, Quentin didn't play. That, good. That, no, no, Q did not play good last week, and he he knows that. I fully expect him to play a very good game this week. But let's not act like those. There were just like no one open, and we're just running it right in the into the line there or any of that stuff because there were missed opportunities to score touchdowns, not get chunk plays, to score touchdowns. 
Marshall. And as a play caller, as a play caller, that affects your confidence in what's going on. Now, the first nine games or whatever, like, you know, we can we can talk all day about that, but I'm speaking on last week, it being an emotional game and that stuff happening early and Tulsa being as bad as they are. All three of that, and that plays a part too. I hate to say it, but all three of those things added up and didn't equal anything good for USF. Yeah. Like they, they call the play to get Wilcox open up the scene and he just drops it. Right, well, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, he, he short arms it. And, 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 and you can't, again, like if you're a play caller, you go, well, why the hell would I call that again? Exactly. I exactly. But, like, Completely agree, but but I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to put it in perspective of what was going on on the field, right. and and missing missing two or three touchdowns. There's a play call. You're like, okay, so what do I think he can throw? Yeah, and you choose from from now now is it an overreaction if he misses one, and you stop calling it? Yeah, it is. I got you. It was open. You should call it again. Right. And maybe they did. Maybe it was a different read that time because he was open the first time. And that's right. there's so many things that play into this where I think, I and like I said, I almost hate to say it, but you got to cut Gilbert some slack um, because it's not like he called bad plays every play. He called plays where guys were open, and USF didn't take advantage of it one way or another. He called some good plays and called some bad plays. Right. On the whole, I would say he's called – a lot of that. Okay, year. and that's and that's perfectly that's perfectly acceptable. Not one hundred percent. Right. Yeah, he's called a lot of that. He's oh. catching a lot of heat for stuff that I, I don't I don't know if he should. Now he should catch some heat. I got you. I, I'm not I'm not saying he's just innocent, but this is a, a offense thing. Right. This isn't an offensive coach thing, and so, it's also not just a player thing. I don't want anybody to think I'm saying that either. This is a offensive unit thing. Well, Steve, if you just execute. It's just, it just comes down to execution. And I'm, I'm looking at Q's you know, QB chart, passing chart. Um, so he completes seven of his first 11 passes. Okay. First and 10 from the USF 42, misses Wilcox. Okay. One. Okay. He goes two for 12 after that. Marshall, yeah. he, he, he missed. With an interception. He, it's, he, he, it's just, it was bad. It seemed like that was just a downhill, like, all right, he missed that throw and then just... But then one call, after another, one call, after another. Call, call a little slip screen for DJ so they can get his confidence back on the dump. Like, I just give him something like, call that. You got to call something that he's comfortable doing at that point. And I and I and if he's not comfortable throwing a seam pass, then he's not. That's fine. Just yeah. but like you like, you know, we could say don't call it anymore, or you could say, oh, we should have came back to it. You know what I mean? Like, right. like we're, we're kind of saying both right right this second, and you can make an argument for both. But, and and I guess what what Gilbert's probably probably getting at is that is that you know if we execute if we complete a couple of those passes we score twenty one more points you know mm-hmm. what I mean like like or if we do and there's always certain stuff he probably notices that I I didn't see or anything like that that he thinks they left points on the board like don't I don't think it Gilbert's not satisfied with scoring twenty seven against no. Tulsa I don't it's, want I don't. you know two weeks ago at, at UConn we br- we bring parts of the Gulf, Gulf Coast offense back, and it works. We saw the diamond sets. We saw the empty sets. Did you guys run diamond sets your senior year? No, they put that in at, after. After, yeah. All right, so, like, we see this, and then it just goes away the next week. Tyree against one of the diamond set is unfair. It, Tyree and MVS on in the same set 
with the screen and the pump and goes. Where is that? Where where is that coming from? You do it one game and then you're just like, all right, we're this is it. We're gonna pack it in and save it for UCF. Is that what we're doing? No, 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 no. no. But I think one, the Gulf Coast offense, the GCO, gets a lot of credit for being extremely simple. I hate. I'm I'm just telling. Very simple. simple. I think there may have been seven plays in the playbook. Uh, Maybe, maybe. (laughs) Um, but that gave Q the freedom to do what Q does, which is not throw from the pocket, which is not honestly make very quick decisions. It is to stand back there, not get tackled, and wait for someone to get open. And or or and, and obviously last year or and the year before, so we had Mac, and I think losing Mac hurt a lot more than people realized it would. Because he he took it he he had he could take it to the house any any play mm-hmm. any play off off of these little uh, handoffs that, that that everyone everyone is mad about he he would take those sixty sure you know what I mean but Tyson's um, this year as well right and and I understand I understand it um but what I'm what I'm getting at is that the Gulf Coast bringing back parts of the Gulf Coast offense I mean what does that what does that actually entail go like go routes and screens. We don't. Rodney's not running a bubble anymore. But they still run. They still run jet action. I understand. That's, that's great. It's not. It's not every play. It's not. It was a, a very simple offense that gets a lot of credit for the players that were playing the game. And and that's and and to to Taggart's uh, credit, to to Reeves' credit, they called they 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 called it and and ex- and they called what they what clearly fit the mold. They put players in positions to win. Right. Right. They, they did it as simply as they could, which is great because they got to go fast and they got to get guys in space. Um, but all of the the Gulf, the Gulf Coast offense's success came off of go routes, broken plays, and what however and many yard runs by Q, Mac. And when you don't spike you anymore, where he's on takeoff. Right, when, right. When and, that, and, that's, like and that's what I'm saying. And, and, and so – it gets a lot of credit for for being extremely, which which it should get credit. But I don't think you should bringing back parts of of the Gulf Coast offense. I think it should be, well, where's the you know? I mean, if you want to say where's the four verts, where's the four verts? Great. If you want to say where's the diamond formation, where's the diamond formation? But they're just screens. <laughs> they're, you know, they're just screens and draws. Yeah, but it, 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 it spreads out the defense more to allow Q mm-hmm. the freedom because he's going to be any Mike linebacker in the nation that he faces, especially in this league. He's going to beat every single one one one-on-one in a foot race. So, you you know, you go empty set, and then what they've been doing is they'll pull Marcus Norman to go left, and it's just a wide-open field. But we're not seeing that anymore. It's it's a simple concept. Just go empty set, QB draw. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm 100% with you. And, and, you know, I'm honestly surprised they they haven't pulled that out. this year or enough this year or whatever it is, you know, maybe that's not what Gilbert feels comfortable doing. I, I'm not saying that's, that should be right at all, but for there's some kind of reason where he's not calling it. I don't know what it is. I have no idea what it is. I wish I did because because I think you're all right for some of those things. At some point, you do have to be like, all right, Q, take this snap and score. Yeah. And, and the rest of y'all run down the field and score. There's like, a lot of great basketball players who don't run plays. You know what I mean? Like, and, you don't necessarily need to run. 
but that and I, I'm not sure if Gilbert, like I said, there's 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 a lot of ego that plays into coaching, but control, but man. yeah, but and control. so I was about to say, and so so if he thinks that we should run RPOs, he, he in his mind that might be as simple as it can get is is these RPOs, and that's what I mean. So if that if that's the case, if you're running as simple of an offense as you can, and that's as spread out as you want to get or whatever, then then at some point if you don't like the read that the QB's making, then you tell the QB what what he needs to do. It's an, it's that's assuming he doesn't like the read. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's assuming he doesn't like the read. I I don't know how the interviews have gone with Gilbert have gone. I don't know anything about that. I don't, I don't talk to Q a lot. Um, you know, like I said, I, like I said before the podcast, I just kind of, you know, say I give him a hug, tell him I'm proud of him, and, and – go about my business and and you know he said you know he asked how i'm doing and that's our talk we don't we don't talk about football because you know you just don't, so I don't gotta bring, yeah yeah I, i'm not gonna bring it up i'm not gonna bring it up um so you know that makes sense um we should probably keep going yeah we gotta keep going uh, all right real quick i'm, I'm talking too much no, no no um we uh so Kayvon dingle arrested friday um accused of sexual assault by usf pd uh was brought in um, he was bailed out Sunday morning. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. Sunday, Sunday at like four thirty. Yeah. It's like Sunday afternoon. Um, bailed out is out on seventy five hundred dollars bond uh, until Charlie Strong's uh, press conference or conference, conference call today. Call this morning. We did not know his status with the team. He is apparently suspended, and Coach Strong has said he has not talked to him at all since this happened. Um, so how? What I want to know is one: How does the kid know he's suspended? I was just like, who? Who? Just tell an assistant coach to call the kid. Like that's how we handle this. This kid's accused of sexual assault, um, the most serious of, of serious crimes, and I I don't understand why we still have don't have a statement from USF about acknowledging just acknowledge that these charges happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Until he was asked about it today, they didn't say anything. Um, this is not the way when Darius Jackson was handled nope. earlier this season. Um, that was acknowledged the first time. It was acknowledged that he was suspended from all team activities pending further investigation. He was arrested again on a second charge, and he was immediately removed from the team. We had that information within minutes after his arrest. We didn't get anything out of this, and we still don't have an official statement from USF. We have Charlie Strong being asked a direct question at a conference. That's not good enough. That's not good enough by USF. It's not good enough by the administration. This falls on everyone. It's it's not doing the victim any justice. And, and, and let's, now let's not assume like okay, as everybody says this. Well, how do you know he's guilty? Well, one department of the university had enough evidence to believe that he has to have probable cause to believe his guilt that they had him arrested and put in put out on put in jail and, and out on bond. So if one part department of the university believes that he is a, that he is guilty of sexual assault of a sex crime, then how can another department of the university go? Oh well, we'll just wait to see what happens. This doesn't add up. This doesn't make any sense. And so, I am really frustrated with the way USF has handled this. Um, I don't think it's right. I'm not saying the kid is guilty. I don't know. I don't have any evidence, one way or the other. But he has been charged with a sex crime, and an acknowledgement of that, and saying you know he is. We take this very seriously. You don't. You don't even have to like suspend him from campus or say, you know, I, I, I don't know the details. But acknowledging that this happened and that this is something that will be taken seriously, I don't think that's. It's, it's almost like the university wanted to hope 
that we would just forget about that it. That we'd forget about it, right. But, and, you know, like Friday news dump, you're just going to forget about it come Monday morning. And, and you know, to to all victims out there, like, this, is, this isn't this is okay. This is just not okay. And so um, this doesn't really fit with a sports podcast, and it's unfortunate. But, but this isn't good enough. When you think about USF, is, they've always been good enough about they this have, stuff. And they've been quick to – Throughout their history – Give us information and let people know what's going on. Suspend people from campus if they, if need be, if they see fit. But it's just, it's, it's just so strange that this one's different. It's really weird. Unless we don't know something, and, and that's possible too. And I think it behooves Charlie to let us know if we don't know something, because the fans, media, us hacks, we're gonna assume that they either don't care. Or it's not a big deal to them. And remember, this is not some scrub. This is a kid who is a freshman, but traveled to San Jose State as a true freshman in his first game on campus, was on the road with the team first game of the season. You, you don't do that unless you have a shot to play oh, your, you uh, your true freshman year. Travel roster is only 65 guys. Like, if you're not valuable to the team, you don't go. So, um, yeah, this isn't good enough. And so we we will get more information if we have it. But it would be very helpful if they would help us get more information. And I'm not saying the kid did it. I'm not saying he's guilty. He's entitled to his day in court, and he's entitled to justice just as all of us are. But this ain't good enough. That's for sure. All right. All right. We addressed it. Let's, we go. Yeah, let's, let's go. Let's do UCF. All right. Too much negativity. So much I know. So much damn negativity. So, all right. UCF, let's so, talk. I think I'm going to puke. <laughs> <laughs> Killings is – I – okay. So Milton – Better than I ever thought he would be. Seriously, never saw this coming, never like this. at all. Last year, he was pulled for Justin freaking Holman. Oh, that's how bad. bad he was last year. Was and now he's this. Are you kidding me? And and, and Killen's just God. Oh dear oh, Lord. Dear and God. you know, our defense last year was just a tire fire. And Traquan Smith ate us up. Ate us up. He's really good. He is fantastic, and he did it in 2015. He had the great catch down the sideline. We were like, there's no way he caught that, and he did. Oh, I, yeah, think, that's right. I think that's what led to their only points of the game was that amazing catch. They lost by 41. They're not going to do that on Saturday. Okay. No, and it's just uh, uh, Adrian Killens, 629 yards, eight touchdowns, 7.5 yards of carry. That, that, that's that good? That's decent. That okay? And, you know, Mackenzie Milton's fleet on his uh, feet as well. How many picks does Milton have this year? Oh, let's take a look at that. Because that's the thing is I've seen him make some throws. Five. He has five and he's been sacked nine times. But he makes some throws where you go. Mm. Like there's the occasional clunker that flies out of there. And so you going to take advantage of that for sure. We'll we'll see. Um, And then Shaq Griffin, second best lineman we've seen all year probably behind Ed Oliver. Oh, absolutely. Not even not even close. All right, Steve. Talks out of it. Tell us why we're wrong. Why, why are we going to win? Why are we going to win? <laughs> well, like, no like a, and that's, that's, I probably should save this, I guess. I, should, I guess I should have given like a rah-rah thing to start and then move the facts. I was supposed to do a rah-rah. Well, I, I haven't gave a rah-rah speech in a minute, guys. Uh, but, but, look, the, the bottom line, and I, I truly believe this, and you can tell me I'm wrong if, if you won't, but they have, they have played – Everyone thinks they're better than they are, and everyone thinks we're worse than we are. I agree on both counts. Yep. Okay. I agree on both. They are playing. They are playing based off of belief, 
in what's going on, buying in, buying in, and 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 a system and a scheme that is very very good. Look, Frost is a beast, guys. I've I've heard that from guys that played with him at Oregon. I've heard I've heard that for a while now. He Frost is a beast. He's a great coach. But UCF is winning in what's not the strongest conference ever. Mm-hmm. All right, based off of belief in what's going on. And and a scheme or, or a system that obviously works, okay. USF, I'm not sitting here and say, oh, we're losing because because we're not. We're winning because of talent and being better than the other team. Like and 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 so I don't expect, I don't understand why all of a sudden in the last game of the year, our players aren't the best players on the field anymore because they are. They are. They have been for every game this year, and they're going to be on Friday. And so, since when do the do the best players lose, or or are so likely to lose, are so likely to to, to lose in everyone's minds? I don't I don't get the logic. I, I get the logic of not trusting what's going on. Look, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of putting my neck out there for for any of these players that are that are listening, but. Um, no, no, I'm I'm. Oh, two of them. I understand. Box stands up and says. 48 minutes. The next 48 years of your lives. <laughs> yeah. So, so. One inch. What I'm, <laughs> what I'm getting at is that I, re- I completely, I'm not here to argue about why you don't believe, <laughs> like, like feel good about this week. But I'm here to tell you there's plenty to feel good about. I'll say there's, there's a lot to feel, feel not good about, but there's plenty to feel good about. I think USF can absolutely win this game. I have no. I would not be. It's not going to be like I'm stunned if they win. Okay, I'm not saying that. And when it, when it opened nine and a half, I thought it's a little slightly more than I thought, but I'm okay with it. Now that it's on the other side of ten and it's at eleven, I kind of like cover. You know, like I kind of think USF covers eleven. For cover this way, we don't. I know, but I'm saying that, that that just shows that I don't think this necessarily turns into like some sort of route. Like I I think USF. Absolutely, like you said, on talent, Ken Hang absolutely has the players to do it. I just, I hope they're put in positions. Like, to get like, like I said, like I said, and, and what? And what here's was, the thing: that defense, they haven't seen a defense nearly as good. As they haven't seen a defense. They have not or, seen or, anything close. I'm to telling defense. you, or Austin P put up what twenty or twenty six in the first half against them. Yeah, like I'm, t- yeah. their defense isn't that great either. Like I'm, I'm not. They're all, you know. I'm telling you, this is this is. They're playing good. They are undefeated. You don't go undefeated on accident. All right. I'm, I'm completely with everyone that they are good. They're better than they have been. Blah blah blah. But there are still players that went 0 and 12 on the team. Okay. And and I'm telling you, all we're not just all of a sudden going to have less talented players. Running around, we're not all of a sudden going to have four DB, five DBs, however many DBs we got that can just lock people down. We got one of the best secondaries in the conference, if not the best. All right, we got guys that have played a ton of football more than they have. That's true. More than they have, and there's something to be said for that. And so, so when you have the better players, the more experienced players, and you go into a game where for the first time. They're actually excited, and there's actually something on the line, and it's not a, something on the line down the road. It's not something. It's not something that could be on the line. That oh, like USF controls their own destiny, and that's such a cliche thing to say, but it's up to them 
if they're going to go to the championship or not. I'm telling you because if they play good, they'll win. If they play if they play great, they'll win. I, I'm I'm telling you this isn't like a this isn't we're not some huge underdog story right now. And if we are, I am missing something completely because our players aren't just all of a sudden going to be worse than their players. Okay, now they might have the second best group of players in the league, but we we more than likely have the first. I can't think of anyone in our conference that has better players as a whole than we do. Okay. And, and add that with add that with experience. Add that with actually having something to play for. This is a chance. Has USF even gone to a championship in football? I mean, like this is real life. This is real life. I'm not like I'm not even that trying is, to be funny. That is that is the rallying cry for this week. This is, this real. is real. Like I don't understand where this whole like oh I hope we cover I hope we 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 put up a good game because I'm no, going because no, 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 I'm going over no. to to Orlando like no you need to be talking smack to all of those UCF people like that's what this week is about you got to talk about how we're going to the championship how we're going to a new Year's six bowl all of those things because they're still ucf and we're still usf six and two six, six and, and two, two for a who, somebody one of the i think one of the old equipment guys tweeted out some huge tweet that i retweeted uh about how we are like beating them record wise in like every sport every sport we i mean do. we dominate look look, look we I'm not. You can't sit here and say we don't lose to UCF because this happened. I got you. We're better than it, UCF. It, it took probably two of the darkest years in USF history. And if and Mike White throws that ball to the outside shoulder, come on, White Mike. Shoulder, come on, White Mike. Going to with their best come on. or our worst team. Ruin my Thanksgiving. God, Mike. It ruined my Thanksgiving. Damn it, buddy. Now, congratulations, by the way, Western Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Great, Did you great see team. that coming? Yeah. Look, Mike. Mike found himself a system that he fit in extremely well. I heard. I mean, Brom's a beast, and then the 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 new one slowed him down a little bit. Like slowed the offense down. Not Mike. Right. Uh, slowed the offense down some, which which kind of changed things. And obviously, the and I, I'll say something because this is actually reminded me. My dad will be happy I said it. But transition is hard. Transition right. is not an easy thing. Transition is very very hard. And and. I hate that I haven't said that before now, but but it, Mike's balling, man. Mike Mike's got a good arm. He makes good decisions. You know, he doesn't turn the ball over a lot, and and he got to believing in himself last year because because of, of what was going on and Brom and the people around him. To where Mike White was breaking tackles and taking hits and not being normal Mike White, but but now he is, and that's what's got him on those NFL boards. Yeah. Because all of a sudden he can do those things where he's breaking tackles or he's take or he's standing in there against pressure and stuff like that. And that shows his growth as a quarterback and, and what the development of a quarterback needs to be. Coach. All right. Two two all right. the turnovers. Two turnovers. UCF created five at Temple. All right. Three of them result like three of them in the first half resulted in 17 points. UCF had to go a total of 26 yards on two of the scores and they actually went back on the field goal. So it's it's one of those things where USF doesn't turn the ball over ever. Like it's just not a thing Quint Flowers does regularly twice last week twice a lot twice last week is a lot he like the bulls are not going to turn the ball over five times and i think that is the way 
USF is going to have to win. They cannot turn the ball over. Otherwise, Milton is going to get back on the field. Plus two. Plus two. Yeah, yes. You have to be plus two on turnovers. And, and, you know, this defense can't create the turnovers. We can go break even. You think you can go break even to win? I think you got to Yeah, that's what I don't don't get. I don't don't understand the the we need. We're going to have to get some turnovers to win. Like, no, it – now, if we turn the ball over, that hurts us. I'm telling that that's a, that's a bigger deal than us getting turnovers, I think. Okay. I think us just not turning it over is is much more important because it does keep the offense and the scheme and what I was talking about. And Milton, who's playing out of his mind, um, it keeps all of them off the field and it keeps your defense fresh. You know, UCF can screw, screw around and run 100 plays. And I'm telling you, defenses don't do good when teams run 100 plays in a game. Right. That eventually that that wears them down. Yep. That, that's yeah. what is it? That's science. Yeah. That's <laughs> science. Science and that. Yeah. Like, um, but but I don't think we just have to have two turn. Now, tur- two turnovers could end up in us winning by two scores. Okay. Mm-hmm. But right. I, I I think this is a very evenly matched thing as far as what's going on. I I know the spread and I know yep. how everybody feels. But you know, just uh, one final thing about this, I think. Their best game or their best opponent was Memphis early in the season. They won 40 to 13. Mm-hmm. Great job, guys. But Memphis went through some shit early in the year. That's true. All right. That's they're true. not they're not the Memphis that they are now. No. Riley Ferguson is clicking now and he was not clicking early. They had a few a lot of injuries on defense. I think there was a guy suspended for sexual assault. Uh, in the in the defensive backfield, like it's, it's a completely different team, and you know we haven't Anthony played Motor, Anthony Motors beast though. And you know, he was he's not even a Bolitnikov finalist. That's crazy. That kid's so good. That that made oh man that blows my mind. Okay, but they're a different team. Different team. I and, like I I I think I think it's a football game. I don't think USA gets run off the field or anything. All right, we gotta go. So we're gonna do quick questions. Uh, STDS with everything riding on this year's contest, does Sterling Gibbard throw everything at UCF or does he go conservative? He has to throw everything at, at UCF to. because he's not going to be here next year. Right. Open the book. Who cares? Open the book. Who cares? Yeah, um, he's not holding it. Hang up here. <laughs> Who would be the favorites to land the job if Strong did leave? Um, too soon. Uh, I, I think the, the only name I think that, that's been floated that kind of makes sense to me is Larry Scott. And there are going to be so many coordinators that pop up and, sure. and stuff like yep. that. I don't, I don't – you can't tell – you can tell with the big schools. You can't tell with the – When you're down. You, when, when you're in the AAC. Yeah. It's going to be your next coach. Yep. When you're that far down the math. So after doing some math, Michael Fisher. So if I, after doing some math, I learned that USF is averaging five penalties for 45 yards in close games and 10 for 101 in all others. Thoughts on this? Yeah, real simple. The teams that commit more penalties win more games because you're playing more aggressive because you're being like, I know coaches hate penalties and coaches think they're stupid. By the math, teams that penalize more win more football games. It really? Yes. Yes. I didn't know that. That's true. I, I learned. I learned something tonight. There you go. So like those those are the old Raiders teams in the NFL, the eighties when they're you know okay. flags celebration right? penalties. No, <laughs> no, like personal fouls, late hits. I like, got you. Yeah, because okay. you play more. I learned something tonight in college, like those old Miami Hurricanes teams. Go. I can't answer that. Okay. Um, uh, thoughts on Frost complaining about see having one day less day of less day of rest. It's true. If you have to, <laughs> it's true. But if you have to use that to get up for this game, uh, something's wrong with you, buddy. Can you talk about how Nathan hashtag Nathan is wrong about the iconic you? I mean, if he has something better than the baseball diamond demon goat, let's chat. But that one, um, Nate, this is really good logo. And you're done, and you're wrong. As it, it, have you heard the school argument? versus the new one? Yeah. Uh, all right. The uniforms last week, best of all time. 
Yep, best of all time. Except all right. the ones that are now. The lo- I'm, I'm with the new school logo. Okay. I'm with the new school logo. I like the look of the old one, especially when they had it like with the lime green or yep. whatever. Like I did like it. Got to go. I, I honestly got to say new school. I like the wow. simplicity of it. You know what I'm saying? Whatever, yeah. guys. Simple. <laughs> so, I mean, you're all wrong. Fine. Not wrong. Only on that island. Dude. I mean, it's it is literally super, the only man on the island. It's there. super lonely over okay. here. Um, right. You got a hashtag for you. Though. We get a yeah. lot of questions about the apparel contract. Um, all I can say, we're live, right? We're live. God damn it. Um, what can I say? Uh, not much. Not much. I can't say much. I would say, not much. Just uh. I wouldn't go out and buy a lot of gear until this is all settled. Yeah, that's what I would um, say. Don't well, don't be don't be raiding the UA store for like all brand new gear anytime soon. Yeah, um, I'll let's do this one. This is from uh, Joe Brennan at Joe B the Bull. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the reason for Matt? Uh, reason Mazzy was out for ninety five percent of the game versus Tulsa? I think it was more matchup. Um, I asked Augie and I asked uh, Bruce Hector and Deidre Sonat uh, Thursday why the switch because Diedrich was the outside corner and they brought Ronnie Hoggins in as the nickel. And I think it was just more matchup. They like Natron Culpepper. He's one of the only true freshmen that's played in every game and been consistent um, from, you know, San Jose state to now he's, he's really impressed. And I think just getting him more reps is more likely the case than anything wrong with Matsy because they were coming in uh, back in, uh, they were switching out fairly regularly. Um, but I did see, you know, on third, on certain third downs, they would put Dietrich as a single high safety, and Devin Abraham would go cover on the outside. Really, who's he covered? Outside wide receiver. Um, is it receiver or Trey, is it back? It was a receiver. receiver. Try Clinton this week. Uh, I think I think they just yeah, like Dietrich's more, more rangy on third downs. Is, is, what, is that an actual stat, the ninety five percent thing, or, or did Mazzy play more than that? He, no. played, he definitely played more than no, that. But I think it was more like okay, yeah. he said he rewatched you rewatch the game and. Tulsa do, does different stuff on offense as far as they're they're kind of like the uh, y'all watch Syracuse or, or these super super like like air raid teams. Yeah, yeah, you see these air raid teams, they're they're not normal spread. This is not like it's kind of like getting ready for the option. It's a little different preparation, and so however they wanted to game plan that, they game planned it, and that's what they did. But but that was more because of what Tulsa did. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. Um, with the think. with the mayor's uh, Jimmy Huto, with uh, view with viewing the mayor's wagers, do y'all have any friendly wagers for the war on I four? No, because um, everyone over there are Neanderthals. That's not true. There are some. I did a podcast today with some really nice guys. I'm Frank, sure you Michael did. Banner. We will try. We're going to try and get Brandon Helwig on tomorrow or something, so we'll have a second feed for this one coming in this week. There are good people in Orlando. Um, there's just not a lot of them on friends that support UCF. There are just not a lot of them on Twitter. That's for sure. There are good people out there. There's just not a lot of them on Twitter. Like, we, I mean, UCF Twitter gets pretty gets to be a pretty bad place sometimes. Um, friendly wage with anything. First of all, I'm from Orlando, so there's not a lot, a lot there that I need. And two, um, what, yeah, what, what am I going to want from Orlando? So no, and no friendly wagers. Uh, and what if we? No I guess no you know. I guess the only wager with if. You know, USF wins. Someone buys me Disney passes, and then I'll buy you Bush Gardens. I feel like that's totally a fair trade. Really? Not price wise. Not way better, dude. We'll take. We'll give you that. No, congratulations. You got the better theme park. We'll give you that one. Like you know. So. Um. Not a question, but I just want to bring attention to the fact that. Nick Simon, not not a question. I just want to bring attention to the fact that Steve Bench dabbing on Cincinnati in 2015 was one of the greatest moments in program history. Couldn't I'm going to hang more. up and listen. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Best tweet of all time. One Absolutely. of the greatest moments in Twitter history happened then. Absolutely. You know, and it's it's funny. 
today, two year anniversary oh, of that game. Man. And, you know, that game has a significant uh, impact on my life. Um, it was the first game I'd been to in four years. My mom had died in October of that year. And uh, it made me believe in the team again. Oh, when, I, got, I got goosebumps in here, guys. It's oh. like. Uh, when Dietrich returned that pick six, I was like, all right, I'm in. I'm in, dude. I got goosebumps all over. So, you know, if that was, it, that was with, a great night. That's what with, about, without that game, I'm not here. Um, over under five and a half times the broad, uh, Zach Palmer. Over under five and a half times the broadcasters will mix it up saying USF and UCF. 100% over. Over. Bang the oh, over. Bang the oh, over. Man. Bang the over. So, Way so over. Who's calling it? Adam, uh, Adam, I mean, he's good though. He's really good. Saying, hopefully, it's not Jordan Rogers again. Oh, oh God, JoJo picked the wrong man. guy. No wonder Aaron doesn't talk to him. <laughs> 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 wow, come on. It's a drive-by. Um, uh, I think that's all we got on, at least on Twitter for questions. Uh, we got yeah. any Facebook? Uh, let me check. All right, we'll figure that out. Um, comments. We got any comments there, Connor? During the pod that are worth, I'm sure we have some. Yeah, okay. There was one poster ideas for visiting fans. Over 12. West will and Testament. Leave it all to USF football because the stadium's going to collapse because they're falling. Apart. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Nah, nothing I got to say about it can be put on a poster. So. <laughs> um, that was good. Uh, just put the wizard. The wizard. Yeah. Y'all can have the wizard. <laughs> The, the wizard, I'm fine with the wizard, man. I'm cool with the wizard. I got no problem with it. I, I don't Hashtag quite Hashtag Dating Dog over wizard for life. I'll even take Santa Claus. Oh, can we talk about something that happened in the game? Uh, I I unfortunately missed it, but something uh, pretty cool happened Okay. on the Jumbotron. Oh, nip slip? Uh, nip, well, is it really a nip slip if you do it on purpose? <laughs> Oh, she did it on purpose? Oh, yeah, she so. Oh, nice. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, um, I think that might be the front runner. Okay. Uh, best thing in the stadium. Um, I think it's the biggest nipple people have ever seen. Really? Where, I mean, where else are you going to see a nipple on a, oh, on the, on on the a jumbo oh, I thought you were talking like this. No, like the actual, no. Some sort of pepperoni deal. Like, no. I know we're, we're live, no. by the way. We are live this no. week. <laughs> My dad was at the game for the first for his first ever USF game. That was also my birthday. And he was like, "Wow, this is what's this is what goes on at these games. It's great." You know what? If you really if you really want to crack the Tampa market, it may not be the worst idea to do it that way. Um, Hilarious. Uh, uh, actually, Memphis forty to six as they scored a garbage to be with thirty seconds left in the game. Well, you know, uh, uh, whatever. Larry Scott. Oh, Holden agrees with you on the logo. Who knew? Good. All right. Um, anything else, Anthony? Anthony's corner. You got anything? Got anything? Give us something good. I think I, the poster thing was all I had. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, me and my buddies are going to the game. We're. A little terrified. We're going to tailgate with them. We're going to go right in. Don't be fearless. And fearless. you know what? Fearless. I'm thinking about getting a little GoPro and being like, let's live stream some bitch. Sorry. No, yeah, some bitch don't is fine. So, I don't know. We're going to see what happens. And uh, we're not driving any of our cars down there because <laughs> they ain't going to survive. And if we don't survive, at least at the end of the day, we uh, hopefully came out the victory. But the stadium just goes, don't, don't, don't be scared of UCF. Don't be scared. Don't, don't. I think we're more scared of the stadium we're, collapsing than the actual yeah, team. Yeah, actual fans. We went two years ago. That was, that was amazing. Right in front of the band. It was fantastic. Nobody was there. 
whatever announced attendance was was wrong. <laughs> oh, they lied. Right, yeah. They totally lied. That was ridiculous. Danton Sam, by the way, shout out Danton Sam. I hope you're at the game as an alumni this year. Two years ago, uh, if you all remember, the girl dancing by herself. She's my Twitter avatar for the week. Um, I met her. I ran over and interviewed her after the game. She's a total sweetheart. Uh, I hope she gets to go to the game this week and see something a little bit better. But that was like, you know, out there dancing, literally dancing by herself in front of an entire section of metal bleachers in the student section uh, of the end of an 0-12 season. I want. I just want to say one last thing, and then then y'all can y'all can wrap it up. But mm-hmm. but one thing I, I miss say one thing I didn't say enough during during this entire thing, and hopefully everybody listens to this through through the end to hear this because I want to make a point to say transition is hard. Okay, I don't care how. It's gonna be hard next year too. It is. It is. It is. It is gonna be hard all over again next year. But but you gotta understand, it's gonna be hard if it happens every year until the end of time. It's never. It never hasn't been hard, and it will forever be hard. So understand that a year like this isn't. I mean, like you know, Frost is a beast. They weren't great last year. You know what I'm saying? You under you you get what I'm saying? Like everyone loves Frost, but it's not like last year went just incredible for them. Um, and so I, I just I, I think lost in all this is that changing coaches and staff and and all that stuff. No matter how much talent you have, no matter how much you have coming back, no matter what plays into it, transition is going to be hard. All right. But with that said, with that said. I don't want anyone worried about going over there with UCF fans, okay? They're soft. But I don't want anyone worried about this game like they like I, like I see they are. Everyone, it's a rivalry game. There's bragging rights. You know people. They go to UCF, blah, 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 blah. I'm telling you, there needs to be more confidence in these players that have given y'all so much because they have worked hard, shown their talents, done – Everything that y'all have asked of them, except go undefeated one year, geez. And they, and hey, I said thirteen and over bust, and I still I understand that I get it. But with that said, we still have the chance to do everything. I say, I say we. They still have the chance to do everything. The team has has every chance in the world to do everything they set out to do before the season started. Nothing's changed, and it all comes down to this week. And that's why I believe that our t- more talented players know what – they're not stupid. They know what's going on. Our more talented players are going to rise to the occasion because they have a reason to rise to the occasion. There's no, they're not, there's no playing down this week. There's no mailing it in. There's no – Nobody's doubting the players. Nobody doubts the senior class. No. Nobody. They don't, they Not don't, one don't, fan is out here doubting the senior they class. Don't doubt, they doubt they, the way they're being put in position. They doubt the way they're being used. Yeah. But nobody doubts the senior class. You got in doubt, Augie Sanchez? Look, we, we're we on the train. This oh, kid, last, can't cover. Can't, can't, cover, can't cover it. This year? Couldn't cover me. Lights out. Amazing. Lights out. You know, it's been unbelievable they this get year. Excited, they get excited for him and, and – and, like I said, Quentin I, Flowers, I have, I have, Quentin Flowers comes in, gate comes into that game. You were there. Yep. They start Quentin after he had a, his his stepbrother or half brother, stepbrother passed away. Goes out there, you know, and we're like, what in the hell's going on here? And now, greatest player in USF history. Okay, nobody doubts the kids. We doubt the way they're being used in the well, position, and the same, that's not. And so same, don't ever blame the kids. He's still the greatest player in USF history. Those players are still just as talented as they were last year. They're obviously they're actually better 
and I understand the the lack of faith in how they're being used, but they're still the same players. So all I want is some excitement and not as much negativity from the fans. I want some smack talk. I want something other than that. Like, and maybe that tweet flew all over me today, but for someone to be like, oh, USF has, USF has to play perfect because UCF is so good. Come on. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not in that boat at all. Transition is hard. We're at the end of the season. Get excited because everything that we that the team has set out to do is still very much in reach and even better than in reach, it's very much in our control. Right. So we'll see. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. Beat UCF. Beat the hell out of them. Beat them beat them down.